Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the KettleCast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we'll be talking about the Hawks' 123-107 to win over the Pelicans. The Hawks use a record-setting third quarter to knock out the Pelicans and get the season sweep. The Hawks shoot the ball so well that Nick gives the team a heat check. Without further ado, let's get into it. Woo! After that slog of a game against the Golden State Warriors, it was really refreshing to have a really up-and-down game against the New Orleans Pelicans. Of course, the Hawks had just faced the Pelicans. They finished their eight-game road trip in New Orleans, and they faced a much different Pelicans team in Atlanta than the one they faced in New Orleans. The Pelicans got Zion back, got Steven Adams, pretty much got everybody back except for Brandon Ingram. The Pelicans were also missing uh, Josh Hart, Alexander Walker, and also Kira Lewis Jr., who had played extremely well against the Hawks. The Hawks were missing John Collins, uh, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, and Chris Dunn, but they did have Trey Young back. And it was kind of good to see the two teams go against each other, not at full strength, but at almost full strength. And this was a fast game. The Pelicans did a really good job of getting out in transition, even on made back baskets. And they really took advantage of that in the first half and the first quarter in particular. The Pelicans came out and they won that first quarter 29 to 25. Trey had a nice first quarter and got going and seemed to be the only Hawk who was getting anything done. And the Pelicans, you just kind of saw what Zion Williams was all about, Zion Williamson. He was getting up and down the court, flying around. Again, after made baskets, he's going all the way. Lonzo Ball's throwing him alley-oops on fast breaks again after made baskets. And it was just like, man, Hawks, do y'all know, not know the scouting report that the Pelicans want to get the ball up and down, that they're really going to focus on getting Zion going. Um, and the Pelicans did a nice job of just getting out and taking advantage. Now, one player who did not have the greatest game was Lonzo Ball. He was coming off his career best eight three-pointers in a game against Houston, and he was shooting the ball like he was confident with three-pointers, but ultimately would go four of 14 from threes and – the Pelicans did not shoot the three ball very well. They were 12 of 38 overall. But going into the second quarter, the Pelicans would build their biggest lead of 13 points. Um, and they would build it behind, again, just getting out in fast break and the Hawks really having no answer on the offensive side of the ball either. Um, but Danilo Gallinari came in and Gallo had a huge second quarter. He scored all 14 of his points in that second quarter and he really stemmed the tide of that Pelicans push. After the Pelicans got up by as many as 13, Gallo went on a little 5-0 run by himself. And then the Hawks were able to take the hot shooting from Gallinari. Trey had nine points in the quarter. And Bogdanovich also got going in that second quarter. And ultimately, the Hawks would win the second quarter 36-32. to And the game would be tied going into the uh, at the end of the first half, 61 all. And so it was just a really, again, after the slog fest that was the Golden State Warriors game, one where both sides were getting a lot of fouls. There was really no flow. There was a ton of action in this Hawks game against the Pelicans, and it was back and forth. Um, and I know after the game that one thing Nate McMillan said, he was really disappointed with the defense in that first half. The Hawks gave up 29 points in the first quarter, 32 points in the second quarter, and he just felt like that was not good enough defense for the Hawks. Now the Hawks came out in the second second half, and the Pelicans scored the first points of the second half. They hit a three-pointer. 
But really, from that point on, the Hawks just started to pour it on. And the Hawks would ultimately win the quarter 46-29. to And we just need to go through some of the stats on that third quarter. The Hawks had 46 points. They were 11 of 11 from three-point land. Everybody had it going. Red Velvet had three three-pointers. Uh, Solomon Hill had a three-pointer. Bogdan Bogdanovich had three three-pointers. Trey had three. And then Lou Williams came in at the end of the quarter and went to the left, his little fadeaway, and hit a three himself. Uh, the Hawks were four of nine from two and then five of six from the free-throw line. And the threes that the Hawks had falling were from everywhere. We got a logo Trey three-pointer. We got a Trey three-pointer on Zion Williamson that bounced like three times on the rim. The Hawks got a fast break. Bogey threw it up to Trey. Trey was in the paint, did a little fake to get the defender in the air, and then kicked it out to a wide-open Bogdanovich who drained the three, and the Hawks just poured it on. It's not like the Pelicans shot poorly in that third quarter. The Pelicans were 50% from three in the third quarter themselves, 5 of 10, but they just couldn't withstand the just onslaught of threes from that Hawks in that third quarter. Another awesome play for the Hawks in the third quarter, uh, Kevin Herter got the ball, drove to the basket, dropped Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson just keeled over, hit the ground, and Red Velvet laid it in for a little layup. And the Hawks just had everything working for them in that offensive period in the third quarter. And it was just, you know, it was good to see the Hawks have this just explosive third quarter, one when both Neek and Bob are just having a blast watching all these shots go in, and one that after the game it was good to hear or it was interesting to hear Coach Nate McMillan talk about. He's like, I wasn't even aware of how hot we were shooting the ball on the offensive side. I was really focused on uh, the Hawks getting stops on the defensive. And they would hold the Pelicans to 29 points in that third quarter. And those defensive stops really contributed to the Hawks getting good looks on the offensive side of the ball. And the Hawks moved the ball really well. Um, this was a game, again, bogey, uh Herter and Trey all had three threes in that third quarter. That just shows you the variety of players who can all get going. And the Pelicans really couldn't all crash on one player because if the Hawks were moving the ball and finding the open player and those players were being so assertive. Kevin Herter, I just want to give a big shout out. One thing that I want Red Velvet to do is to take open shots and be aggressive. And he was. Um, Herter would go 7 of 11 from the field. Three of four from three-point land for 17 points. He had three rebounds and three assists. And when Kevin Herter is not, you know, not thinking, not doing his jab steps or trying to get the offense set, he's either just attacking or shooting the ball as soon as he gets it. He's an extremely good high-level player. And the Hawks were firing on all cylinders. Bogdanovich, I think Bogdanovich has been a big boon to Kevin Herter because Bogdanovich does this exact same things that Herter does. Um, and to have two wings that are able to do that um, and able to play with each other and play off each other, I just think it's been very good for Herter to be able to see a player that he can model his game out of. Um, both of them also get into the paint and are able to elevate over defenders with their size and get their shots. And Kevin Herter, that's a shot he can get to at any time. So even if his three isn't falling, he's able to get to that shot. And again, he dropped Zion Williamson, which was pretty amazing. It's his second game in a row dropping a player and getting a layup on it. But that third quarter, the Hawks blew the doors off the um, Pelicans. And going into the fourth, Zion tried valiantly in the fourth quarter. He started the fourth quarter going straight to the basket a couple times and cut the lead from 17 down to 13, where it's like, you know, as good as a third quarter the Hawks just had, somehow the Pelicans are still able to be in this game. But the Hawks took control. 
They made good shots. They got a big three-pointer from Lou Williams um, and ultimately were able to close out the game, even get some of the players off the bench to close the game in the final two minutes. But this pushes the Hawks' winning streak to four games um, and pushes the Hawks' season record to 27-24. and I mean, I can't remember the last time that the Hawks uh, were three games over 500 and really rolling, and they play the Grizzlies tomorrow night. They don't get any time off, but the Hawks are really rolling. Um, And to to have the Hawks come in off that really rough game, and especially Trey Young, who had a really rough game against the Warriors, came out, and he asserted himself early. He was really good. He contributed to about uh, all, like, 13 of the Hawks' first 17 points of the game. And he came out and had a really nice game. Trey was 10 of 11 from the field, 6 of 7 from three-point land, including a logo three, uh, 4 of 6 from the free-throw line for 30 points. He had one rebound, 12 assists. He had a beautiful assist in the fourth quarter where he got up and got the ball to Clint Capella for a one-handed jam um, and just was doing all Trey things. He only had three turnovers and so it was just a really good Trey Young game he that three he hit over Zion he was just laughing after it bounced off the rim three times um and it was just beautiful play from Trey Young um he had another awesome play in the first half where he did the Steve Nash where he dribbled around the paint he dribbled around the centers both Clint Capella and Steven Adams were in the paint he dribbled around them and then was able to get a little one of his push shots but Trey had it working and to see him come back after a rough night you know, a game the Hawks were able to win against the Warriors without Trey and then come out and lead his team um, was good to see from the Hawks star player. Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh, what can you say about this guy after coming into the starting lineup? He shot 8 of 11 from the field, 5 of 8 from three-point line. He had 21 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. I still think that his uh, playmaking is just as important as his shot making. He is somebody who Trey can pass the ball off to and know that the ball is going to come back to him. And he's someone who's really always looking for his bigs as well. But Bogdan is getting to the level again. It's almost hearsay to say to talk about a player in the Hawks uniform like Kyle Korver. But when Bogdan gets a shot going up, you just think it's going in. And uh, he had that going again tonight. And it was just really beautiful to see all the Hawks wings and uh, perimeters players get it going. We talked about Kevin Herter's night of 17 points, three rebounds, and two assists. Clint Capella didn't have to do much in the paint. He was 5 of 7, 2 of 4 from the free throw line for 12 points. He had 12 rebounds, 5 of those offensive, an assist, 3 blocks, and one of his blocks was a highlight block stopping Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson is a load. I could not be more impressed by the second-year player. He was getting to the will, to the rim at will. He can finish. You'd think with his big body, he might not have the best body control, but he's able to get into the lane He even rolled out a little spin move in the paint, but get to the lane and hang and hit shots. But for the particular block, he went up and tried to finish over Clint Capella. Clint Capella met him at the highest point and just stonewalled him. So big block from Clint Capella. And then uh, Solomon Hill even got in on the scoring. He had one three-pointer, two of five from the field for five points. He did have nine rebounds, three of them offensive, three assists and two steals. And then the bench was pretty big for the Hawks. They outscored the Pelicans bench 38-33, to and that started with Danilo Gallinari. Again, all of his points came in that second period when the Hawks found themselves down 13. Uh, Gallo was 5 of 11, 3 of 5 from 3, made his only free throw. His only free throw came on a wild and one that he made from as long as you can take a shot that's still a two-pointer. 
Um, he had one rebound, and those points could not be more important to stem the tide of that Pelicans onslaught in the second quarter. Uh, Lou Williams, it's just great to see Lou Williams come in, and you just know exactly what you're going to get from him. Five of ten, two of two from three-point land. Um, he knows how to get to his three-pointer shot. He knows how to get to his little shot in the paint. He had 12 points, three rebounds, two assists, and two steals. He came in at the end of the third quarter, and while Coach Nate McMillan might not have known how hot the Hawks were, it seemed that Lou Williams knew how hot the Hawks were from three, and he came in, got to his spot, and just launched from three, a pretty wild one, hit it. And then in the fourth quarter, the three he made there might have been the most difficult three-pointer the Hawks made all night. Um, Deep in the left corner, he just shot it, made it, and that was kind of the shot that you saw the entire uh, coach coaching section in the Pelican side just kind of all throw up their hands and be like, all right, it's not our night tonight. Um, Tony Snell with a real un-Tony Snell-like number. He was 0 of 4, 0 of 1 from 3, but he got fouled shooting a three-pointer and continued his streak of miss of not missing any free throws. He had all three of those. He had four rebounds on a steal. And then Oneka Okonwu got to play 20 minutes. He was 2 of 4, 3 of 6 from the free throw line for seven points. He had three rebounds, two of them offensive, a steal, and two blocks. Um, I thought he ended up with five fouls. He's still kind of figuring his way out on the defensive end without fouling. He kind of knows where he needs to be, but trying to uh, play without fouling is something the young big is still learning. But I thought he had great activity, um, and it's good to see his min- minutes continue to go up, especially when the Hawks don't have John Collins right now. Um, so it's good to see Anneka continue to play, continue to get more playing time and be more confident in there. It looks like He's getting a little bit of like wanting to dunk the ball when he gets it, but uh, it's good to see OO play 20 minutes. So just really strong up and down the Hawks roster on the Pelican side of the thing. You got to start with Zion Williamson. The young man was 12 of 18 from the field. One of one on his three pointers. He had 34 points, only five rebounds, two of them offensive, two assists and a steal. And again, he is just a wonder to watch. Um, I think he's still trying to, he played 35 minutes. I think the Pelicans would have played him 48 if he could have. But he is just – he brings the ball up the court. He runs ahead and gets alley-oops. He is able to uh, handle the ball. He's able to guard perimeter guys. It's really amazing what uh, Zion Williamson can do. He just has plays where you think they you've contained him and he's still able to get the shot up. And then if he misses the first one, he's able to get the second shot and make that. Um, but just it was – you know, for the Hawks to beat the Pelicans when they had Zion, it was a really good uh, good win for the Hawks. Lonzo Ball, again, tough night shooting. 4-14 from three, all of his points, 12, came from the three-point line. He had nine rebounds and 11 assists, three steals. One thing he does really well is get the ball and push it up the court. There were several times when he got an easy assist looking up the court, whether it was to Zion, to Jackson Hayes, um, or even to Steven Adams. One play in particular stands out when he sprinted up the court. Uh, kind of all the Hawks converged on him as he went under the basket. He turned around, found a trailing Steven Adams for an easy dunk. But while he didn't shoot the wall particularly well, he was able to get his teammates involved with those 11 assists. Isaiah Thomas uh, played his first game back in the NBA. He signed a 10-day contract with the Pelicans. He was 4 of 13 with 10 points, 2 rebounds, and 2 assists. And then Jackson Hayes, again, he is a big energy boost for the Pelicans off the bench. He came in, and of course, he had a dunk that you're like, how is he able to finish it in transition? 
uh, one of the guards threw the ball like kind of right up at the rim, and Jackson Hay was able to get it and get the ball over the rim for two. And then he had another massive dunk in the third quarter that kind of kept the Pelicans in it during that just uh, air raid from the Hawks as they were bombing threes. Unfortunately, the young big man went out with an injury in the third quarter, but Jackson Hayes continues to have highlight plays and really show a lot of energy off the bench for the Pelicans. But just a huge win for the Hawks. I mean, to get you know, they've strung together some winning streaks now. And a big thing once Nate McMillan took over was just saying how instead of just having one win, a loss, a win, a loss, a win, two losses, string together some winning, um, some games together and build a winning streak. And now they've done that. They had that really nice eight-game winning streak earlier, and now they have a four-game winning streak. And they have a tough back-to-back. They have to play the Grizzlies tomorrow night. Um, the Grizzlies are also playing a back-to-back. And uh, John Morant, I think he might have been injured in this game, which it would stink to not be able to see John Morant um, in Atlanta. But the Hawks have a chance to get another win then. And so the Hawks have got to continue to play good basketball. And they found themselves in fourth in the East. After all this, this entire year, all these injuries – um, we don't know when we're going to see John Collins and DeAndre Hunter back. Chris Dunn is supposed to be getting ramped up, and we're supposed to see him relatively soon. But the Hawks have weathered these injuries. They've had a coaching change, and they find themselves at 27-24 and 24 and in fourth place in the East. So really strong performance from the Hawks. Go back and watch that third quarter. My Lord, it is awesome to see them shoot the ball as well as they did. Um, and hopefully they'll just continue to trust the chemistry they're building. Um, The Hawks take on the Memphis Grizzlies tomorrow, and we will be back to talk to you about that game tomorrow. Go Hawks! Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. If you could leave a rating or review on whatever platform you use to get your podcast, that is a huge help to the KettleCast. Go Hawks!